Hi, I'm your host Charlene Burns, a researcher with the ProLegis policy team. Welcome to the Congressional Record, a podcast by ProLegis. Each week, we bring you a deep dive into Congress's policy priorities. In this podcast, we'll cover the processes unique to the first branch of government and discuss some of the pressing policy issues legislators are working on. To stay informed about new podcast episodes and to get access to additional policy content, sign up for a free ProLegis account using the link in the description below. This week, we bring you an episode on the current negotiations around permitting reform in Congress. Before we jump into the episode, we have a programming note. This episode was recorded on Tuesday, September 27th, and may not reflect the most current information on the permitting debate in Congress. This week is the deadline for Congress to pass a bill to keep the government running after the current fiscal year ends on September 30th. One of the major hurdles to get the continuing resolution passed is permitting reform, which Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer included in the first version of the bill. While permitting reform has been an area of bipartisan interest for a while, Republicans and progressive Democrats have been unsupportive of the inclusion of these provisions in the current CR. Working on Capitol Hill can be overwhelming between hundreds of daily emails, labyrinthian passageways, and navigating the legislative process. To help orient yourself to the Hill, as well as get useful tools for professional development, check out Prolegis' How to Staffer. The How to Staffer hub has information and guides for professionals looking to get an edge on the Hill. Sign up for a free Prolegis account to get access to the How to Staffer hub today. Energy permitting is getting a lot of attention in Congress this month, but reforming federal permitting processes means different things to different policymakers and stakeholders. In general, conversations about permitting reform refer to the federal review process for energy-related infrastructure projects. This includes the laying of new oil and gas pipelines or the construction of interstate transmission lines. There are a number of things the federal government reviews before approving these projects, such as their environmental impact and potential contamination of drinking water sources. There are two major laws currently targeted by permitting reform discussions, the National Environmental Policy Act, known as NEPA, and Section 401 of the Clean Water Act. NEPA requires federal agencies to incorporate environmental impacts into their decision-making processes, before agency actions, such as conducting environmental reviews or permitting for projects on federal land. Another core part of the implementation of NEPA is judicial review, where community stakeholders can bring a case against an agency for its decision to grant a permit to a specific project. Judicial review is not explicitly established by NEPA, but comes from court's interpretation of NEPA under the Administrative Procedure Act. Section 401 impacts permitting by requiring certain projects that may result in a discharge of waters to apply for what's known as a Section 401 certification. The certification is made by the state in which the project will be discharging water and must declare that the discharge will meet water quality standards. Water discharge is common practice in the oil and gas industry as a byproduct of fracking. Participation in Section 401 is optional, so state implementation varies. 
Other than NEPA and Section 401, there are a number of laws that require projects to receive a federal permit before breaking ground. These include laws to protect endangered or threatened species, to prevent damage to historically preserved properties, and to preserve essential fish and wildlife habitats. Permitting laws received an update in 2015 when Congress passed the bipartisan Fixing America's Surface Transportation Act. The FAST Act made changes to the NEPA permitting process for large infrastructure projects, those that have a total investment of over $200 million. These reforms included creating a permitting dashboard to track the status of NEPA reviews and reducing the statute of limitations on judicial reviews from six years to two. Despite these changes, there are still many areas of permitting that policymakers and stakeholders believe need additional reforms. Federal permitting impacts many critical projects and can be a major pain point for getting important infrastructure projects off the ground. For example, telecommunications networks are spread across state and federal lands to keep Americans connected, but require approval from federal agencies to be expanded. Mineral mining projects, which have been deemed a critical industry for transitioning towards cleaner energy, often require permits as they can be located on protected lands. Getting these projects up and running can take many years. The average time it takes to complete a federal environmental review under NEPA is 4.5 years. According to the National Mining Association, mineral permitting in the U.S. takes on average 7 to 10 years, compared to the average permitting period of two years in countries like Canada and Australia. Energy and infrastructure-related industries have been asking for reforms for a long time. Proponents of oil and gas projects argued that permitting reform is necessary to give industries regulatory certainty, as oil and gas projects face many legal challenges before completion. Clean energy advocates also argued that permitting reform is necessary to realize Democrats' vision for an energy transition. For them, priority projects include the construction of additional power lines to connect more renewable energy sources to consumers and the mining of more critical minerals for electric vehicle batteries. Although the energy industry supports permitting reform and some clean energy advocates agree, many environmentalists and conservationists have sounded notes of caution. The Energy Justice Program Director at the Center for Biological Diversity said that shortening the timeline doesn't mean better review, and that agencies need more funding to properly conduct environmental reviews. The issue also draws opposition from anti-pipeline activists, who are opposed to making it easier for oil and gas pipelines to come online due to possible environmental impacts. Members of Congress have generally believed that permitting needs reform, but with different industries and priorities in mind. After the break, We'll talk about the recent push for permitting reform, led by Democratic Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia, and why it threatens the current plan to prevent a government shutdown. Prolegis is a new policy technology company founded by former congressional staffers and startup alums. We have one mission, to offer free tools that make it easier to learn about, track, and deepen your understanding of policy issues and legislation. We offer free features such as U.S. code redlining and a personalizable dashboard to track the legislation and congressional activity that matters to you. 
We also offer nonpartisan, unbiased information through our briefings and podcasts. Sign up for a free account today to get full access to the suite of policy tools on ProLegis.com. Permitting reform gained traction in Congress after a deal was struck between Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Senator Joe Manchin to guarantee Manchin's vote on the recently passed Inflation Reduction Act. In return for Manchin's vote, Schumer promised to pass a permitting reform bill by the end of September. But Schumer and Manchin's deal has not entirely gone to plan. To try and ensure passage of permitting reform legislation, Schumer attached the provisions to the continuing resolution, which must pass by September 30th to prevent a government shutdown. However, Republicans and Democrats alike have balked at this idea, wanting to separate permitting reform from the CR. Before the original text was released, many House Democrats opposed attaching permitting as a policy rider on the CR. A group of almost 80 House Democrats, led by the chair of the Natural Resources Committee, urged House Speaker Nancy Pelosi to decouple permitting reform from the CR. Following the release of the bill, Senate progressives also circulated a letter supporting separating permitting reform from the CR. Many Senate Democrats were open to Manchin's provisions around permitting reform earlier on, but the inclusion of one specific provision has been especially controversial. Manchin's proposal would fast-track approval for the Mountain Valley Pipeline project. The West Virginia and Southern Virginia Pipeline has faced multiple legal hurdles, putting its future in doubt. The bill would require federal agencies to issue all approval and permits necessary for the construction of the pipeline. Senator Tim Kaine said that he would do everything he could to oppose the inclusion of this provision in the final bill. Senator Tom Carper, who has been a key figure in these negotiations, gave his support to the bill but distanced himself from the Mountain Valley provision. Given the lukewarm response from Senate Democrats, Manchin will likely need at least 20 Republican votes. However, Republicans seem to be taking a stand against the bill as well. Minority leader Mitch McConnell called the bill a weak, reform-in-name-only legislation. Instead, Republicans have hitched their support to a rival bill that was introduced by the other West Virginian senator, Shelley Moore Capito, called the START Act, despite Capito giving her support to the Manchin bill. One controversial element of the Republican bill is that it would allow states to lease permit, and regulate energy projects on federal lands within their borders. This would reflect a change to current law where leasing and permitting on federal lands is managed by the federal government. With the countdown ticking fast to September 30th, it seems unlikely that Manchin will get the necessary votes to pass permitting reform this time around. However, should Manchin's permitting reform be passed, it would expand the reforms made by the 2015 FAST Act to pertain to all projects, not just ones with large investments. It would also set a two-year target for NEPA reviews and set a 150-day statute of limitations for court challenges to permitting decisions. It would also require the president to designate and regularly update a list of 25 strategically important energy and mineral projects to prioritize for federal permits and expand the authority of the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission to permit interstate transmission lines. 
That's all for this episode of the Congressional Record. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to sign up for your free ProLegis account if you haven't already. You can go to ProLegis.com, that's P-R-O-L-E-G-I-S.com, to find additional show notes and sources for each of our episodes. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Our handles are in the episode notes as well. Finally, I want to give special thanks to Amelia Schuster, Jason Lemons, and Greg Nunziata for their editorial support. We'll see you next week on the Congressional Record.